Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked On Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman, alongside the founder of BrewHoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden. And I'm laughing, I think. I don't know what I'm doing right now. Actually, I'm not sure if I'm laughing. I told Frank before we started recording, it's about an hour post-game. I had to do some writing after the game, and I think I'm still sweating. I don't know how neutrals would view this game, Frank. The Bucks win at 115-111, by the way, just in case you didn't know. They're through to the Eastern Conference Finals in what I hope everyone watching this game describes as an all-time classic. This just had everything. 20 lead changes, 10 ties, an overtime period, unbelievable mistakes, unbelievable shot making. It, we're going to have so much to, to break it down here for today's episode that is brought to you by the Locker Room app. Uh, download the app. I believe it's called Green Room now, but download that app. I'm going to do it tomorrow, and you guys, you Bucks fans can just go nuts. I don't even care. I'll just hit record, and you guys can go crazy. I don't really care. We're going to discuss all of this at 7.30 p.m. Central tomorrow. But I, we, can, we can go through it all, Frank. But the one thing I want to start with is Giannis. You know, I was just writing about this game, and the one thing I said is, even coming into tonight, Giannis was averaging 30 and 13 on the series, and yet every single narrative about this guy was, well, he's not defending Kevin Durant or what's going on with his free throw routine or what's going on with his shot selection. For a guy putting up monster numbers through this series, the narrative and the, and the negative way that people talk about this guy is, is it's disgusting, to be honest. And for him to come out here in this game seven on the road, 50 minutes, 40 points, 13 rebounds, uh, he hit his free throws as well. I, I don't know what happened before I started watching the Bucks in around 2001, Frank, this is not even close. This is the best individual performance I've ever seen by a Milwaukee Bucks player. And, and I would, uh, this could be arguably the greatest individual performance in franchise history. He was just absolutely ridiculous tonight. And I hope to God we get some positive talk about this man because he was exhausted. He laid it all on the line. I, I could not be more happy for this man tonight, Frank. This, this was just unbelievable. How great is it that we can sit here and debate whether Chris Middleton's Game Six performance or Giannis's Game Seven <laughs> performance was the better right. performance? Um, you know, um, I think we've all had <laughs> we've all had those moments, right? Never trust the Bucks. We've all had those moments of wondering what they were doing, of wondering whether they were going to figure it out, wondering whether you know certain guys were ever going to be able to hit a shot. The shooting, obviously, for a lot of guys, has not been there for uh, you know long stretches of this series. But to see a game like that, you know, we told you, we told you the odds. 93% of teams that go up 2-0 win a series. Bucks were up against those odds after game two. Giannis had by far his worst game of the series in game two. And, you know, the defensive effort across the board was incredible all series. Yeah. I mean, tonight, PJ, Chris... Those guys on on KD, even in a 50-point performance, Brooke, 46 minutes from Brooke Lopez tonight, 19 points, the quietest 19 points 
from the Nets all-time leading scorer <laughs> that you're going to see. He was terrific. Bud kept him in the game, and he deserved it. But, you know, as fans, we've been waiting for Giannis to show us this type of response and rise to the challenge in the way that he did tonight, the way that he has really since, you know, going into game three. And of course, yes, I mean, there's, there's still warts. There's still things we can pick at. There's still room to get better. Um, he starts out one for five from the free throw line tonight. And it's just like, oh man, <laughs> here we go again. Right. But, um, I mean, he, he's my favorite buck ever. He's my favorite athlete ever. I've had my doubts whether he could be that guy in a series like this where you're going toe-to-toe with the likes of a KD. Um, and look, maybe he didn't have 49 points tonight to best KD, but to do what he did as efficiently as he did and for him to be the guy, the Bucks went, what, went three and a half minutes in OT without scoring. Giannis had big bu- <laughs> he had big buckets in fourth quarter. And then for Giannis to be the guy to get it in the post against KD, how many times have those guys even, how many times has Giannis gotten the ball against KD in the series? Like only a handful of times probably. And for him to go up and drop in a hook shot, <laughs> that shot that we, we talk about so much, is he just doesn't seem to really like to go to that shot. For him to drop that in, to tie the game, and then for Chris Middleton, the other guy who's been with him literally every step of the way since Giannis came to Milwaukee, those guys have been through hell and back together. And to see Chris on a night where he started 2 of 11 in the first half, five points in the first half, he scores 18 in the second half in overtime, hits a bunch of big shots, and he hits that go-ahead step-back shot in lane in the final minute. Um, I mean, look, I'm not going to say that this was, you know, a perfect storybook you know, ending, but God damn it. In the world that we know where, as Bucks fans, we, we expect bad things to happen so often, to be treated to that type of performance, to see, you know, everybody step up in their own way. I mean, even Drew Holiday, who had a nightmare of a shooting performance again, to hit that three, to hit that step back, to hit throw that pocket pass to Giannis for an and one. The defense he played on KD's last shot to force the air ball. I'm just so happy for this team. I'm so happy for Giannis. I'm so happy for Chris. I'm so happy for Drew. I'm so happy for PJ. I'm so happy for Brooke. I'm so happy for Pat Connaughton, who put in a shift tonight. He hit three threes. The other two were air balls that were offensively rebounded by the Bucks. So he was pretty much perfect. Uh, he was three for three in my books. He was not shooting those balls, Frank. I didn't care. Those are right passes. Those are passes. Those are yes. passes. Those are passes. Yeah. Um, I mean, this this was the biggest win. I mean, granted, yeah, the Bucks have won games in the Eastern Conference Finals in my lifetime, but nothing. I mean, th- there's no question that is the, the the biggest game we have seen the Bucks play. And of course, Bucks win in certainly in my 30 years as a Bucks fan. Uh, shout out to my dad, who I love for giving me Buck, getting us Bucks season tickets when I was 11 years old in 1992. And it's been a roller coaster ever since. But nights like this, um, I'm talking to you, Kane, about, and you know, I get to talk about how much I love this team and was everybody who I interact with on Twitter, all of you that are listening to us right now. You know, hopefully a lot of you went to the Deer District. I know I know, I had friends tonight who were um, who were at the game. Shout out to CJ and Kyle who sent me some texts and some pictures. Um, like Dustin Godsey, friend of the pod, Ducks, Bucks, Chief Marketing Officer, shot, uh, tweeted some video of, of the Deer District just going nuts after the game. I mean, 
this is the power of sports and look, there's two rounds to go to, that you need to win to, to win a championship. But, um, you know, these are, you know, they, they, they can't take this night away. It's, it's, you know, and, and we've got a few days now to, to really enjoy it. And I hope Bucks fans, I hope you're going absolutely nuts here on Saturday night and uh, are able to appreciate what this, what this team did. Cause it was just, just an awesome game and they could have folded a bunch of times. <laughs> they took body blows. The Nets took body blows and man, these teams just went at it. And, Shockingly, you know, looking at the score, 122 offensive rating from the Bucks, by far their best offensive rating of the series, 15 out of 36 threes, their best three-point shooting performance of the series. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about sort of how they did it, but um, yeah, I mean, again, just I was nervous all day this, this game. It took forever to get to 7.30 tonight, and um, I think, you know, I, I started the night four years old. I think I'm about 57 years old right now, but it was worth it. Okay, Frank, let's talk about our friends over at Indeed. If you're a hiring expert for your company, what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Get your quality short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. With tools like Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately and Indeed skills tests that on average reduce hiring time by 27%. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. And what about Built Bar, Frank? I tell you what, I am ready. to. I'll eat an entire mix box in one sitting right now. I'll eat 18 Built Bars right here. Uh, maybe I'll put it on YouTube. Who knows? But Built Bar, it is the world's best tasting protein bar. The best tasting protein bar that's ever been made. They do have those nine delicious flavors. Uh, healthy for you. Covered in, covered in chocolate, but healthy for you. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. You know what you're getting with Built Bar. It's a delicious snack that also is going to be good for you as well. All you have to do is go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code at LOCKED15, uh, sorry, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Go treat yourself. Treat yourself to a Built Bar in celebration of a big win for the Bucks. Today on Road to the Finals, our NBA playoff coverage is brought to you by Mikolov Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. The thing that has me so shocked about this game and the way that it played out is, as you mentioned, if you've watched this team for a decade longer, however long it is, you don't expect that this is the way things are going to pan out. It's just not supposed to happen this way. We've seen it time and time again that every time it feels like there's an opportunity, something bad happens. And I actually woke up this morning feeling like the Bucks were going to score 75 points tonight and it was going to be a disaster. And the way that this game played out, I already mentioned, the 20 lead changes, 10 ties, it was just them, these two teams going at each other and at each other and at each other. And we've wondered all season long, how are the Bucks going to respond? I think there was times during this series, particularly in game three, when let's be honest, the season was on the line. The Bucks looked super, super tight. 
And tonight in a game seven, we see this all the time. Both teams looked absolutely exhausted from start to finish. I already mentioned Giannis, but the Bucs just kept answering the call and answering the call and answering the call every single time. Chris Middleton would hit a big shot, a timely shot. Drew Holiday showed up better late than never, Drew, in the final three minutes with six straight points. And yet it was still exactly what we thought. You would have hope and then something would go wrong. And it was Brooke Lopez who, by the way, if you go back and watch this scenario where the Bucs uh, call it, they have a timeout, or it's the Bucks ball, sorry, with 2.1 seconds left on the shot clock. Now, this is the crazy thing, and I'm sure that I'm not making this up. I haven't gone back to watch it, but I remember looking at it and noticing it and thinking, okay, that's good. Brooke Lopez puts up two fingers when the ball is, is when it's a sideline out of bounds for the Bucks. He puts up two fingers, which tells you that this man knows there's two seconds left on the shot clock. Then there's a timeout, and then Brooke Lopez has the ball in the corner and doesn't shoot the ball. And there's a shot clock violation. (laughs) All he had to do was put a shot up and hit the rim. And you give yourself a serious, serious chance. You certainly don't give Kevin Durant six seconds left. And what happened following that was exactly what we thought was going to happen. Kevin Durant was going to hit an impossible jump shot and win the series for Brooklyn. But in one of the biggest twists in Wisconsin sports history, his big-ass toe was on the three-point line. And somehow this game went to overtime. And then, as you mentioned, the Bucs didn't score until the one twelve minute mark of overtime and somehow still won this game. This feels like a lifetime of Wisconsin sports bad luck being flipped on its head in one moment. Kevin Durant, thank God you have those big-ass feet. Um, I, you know, I, I just... <laughs> but isn't that right? Like, you knew that, that that type of disaster at the end of the game after a really, really gutty performance, you're just like, yep, this is the way it's going to end. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, um, I, I was just, I was actually confused. Now I was just thinking, was, was the, I, I'm like, my brain is such a mess. I was like, was, I thought the, the Lopez uh, violation was, was in, at the end of overtime, but I, I think you are right. It wasn't the no, first the end quarter, of I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's just, I mean, things, uh, when, when Harden hits that banking garbage yeah. three, what was it, three, three and a half minutes, something like that. Um, I mean, like as fan, as a fan, like it just felt like an absolute, you know, sucker punch. And for the players to just keep going, you know, just keep grinding. I mean, we saw the shots of Giannis just looking like death when he was like going to the bench and stuff. I, I give Giannis a ton of credit. I mean, we, we've talked a lot about obviously his, his minute loads have not been that high. You know, he's, he's had like almost, you know, unprecedentedly low minute loads, especially last year for an MVP, like no MVP has ever played as few minutes per game as he did. And um, when he's played, you know, he, he's not a guy who typically plays like, you know, even when it's really needed, like 12 minute shifts or anything like that, he, he does get visibly gassed. He works hard on both ends. Um, I, I never felt like his play, I never felt like he was playing like a tired guy tonight. Mm-hmm. In those off moments, he clearly was gassed. Other guys were clearly gassed. You know, guys were putting their hands on their knees and, you know, doing, because I mean, Jesus, man, the effort, the, the intensity, like just every possession, right? Every possession in a, you know, Tuesday night game in Charlotte in January. It's not like this, you know, <laughs> you know, the game's not like this and to play seven like this. And these last, last few have all been with, you know, only a day rest in between. Um, 
you know, the effort level from the players, it's gotta be just super taxing. And in that overtime, um, it did feel like, I mean, man, how many second chances did the, did the Nets get, right? Um, they got that early bucket. It looked like there was a foul when Bruce Brown gets, uh, gets the offensive rebound and a layup on, I think it was the first possession of overtime. So I was, I was just immediately pissed off, like, cause you know, they weren't calling anything. And even after that, there were multiple second chances and, you know, thankfully Brooklyn just could not make a basket. And again, finally the basketball gods smiled a little bit at the Bucks <laughs> that they, they didn't get any cheap, you know, rebounds and, and second shots. Joe, I can still see that shot that Joe Harris, that wide open three that Joe Harris missed. What a disaster. Um, and, we can say it now. I was too scared yeah. to jinx it, but Joe Harris stunk. He stunk it up this entire <laughs> series. What a disgusting <laughs> series from Joe Harris. We can say it now. He was pathetic. Honestly, pathetic. Uh, uh, he was so bad. But, um, but, but man, it, it felt like are the Bucks just, are they just too tired, you know? And you, know, you look, it's really interesting to look at the numbers and see. I was surprised the Bucks put up a 122 offensive rating, Brooklyn at 118. Um, I was really surprised by that. I mean, you know, it's ironic that game seven, you always think like a rock fight, but it actually wasn't, you know, from just a total efficiency standpoint. And the, the big difference was in the Bucks, Bucks only shot 44%. They shot 45% on twos, 42 points a piece in the paint. So this was not like you know, eight, eight points on fast break that have been when they've been good offensively this series. The difference was, oh yeah. Hey, hey Kane, you remember how you're allowed to shoot baskets that are worth three points rather than two? <laughs> 15 out of 36 tonight finally some of that mean reversion kicked in um, and only seven turnovers, eight turnovers as a team, including that shot clock violation, eight turnovers, which to me is pretty remarkable for a Bucks team that, you know, it's not like they're, they have, a, you know, it's not like everybody's a perfect ball handler. Um, they typically, that's a very low number for them. And to do it in game seven is pretty remarkable. Um, uh, Brooklyn, 13 turnovers, which is, you know, in 53 minutes is also pretty damn good. And they shot 60% on twos, Kane. <laughs> like, they shot 60% on twos. So 15% being better at two-point range. The Nets shot four more free throws and were plus seven in terms of makes. And some of the Bucks win this game. I'm almost like like having to re- recheck the math just to see that the Bucks actually scored enough points to win this game. But... um it was pretty remarkable, and I don't know. I mean, you know, just with with Drew and Chris. I think there was a stretch where Drew and Chris were like one for ten from three combined, and the rest the rest of the Bucks were for sixteen, <laughs> including Giannis. And um, you know, just a lot of guys made threes tonight, even though a lot they missed a lot of other shots. And yeah, just 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 wild, and you know, foul trouble. PJ Tucker fouls out. Um, Chris Middleton's defense on, on Durant, even with 48 points, 17 out of 36, they made him work for that. Chris, five, five steals tonight. Again, another monster steal performance. He was terrific on defense. And, um, I'm just, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I could just, I could just talk about just, we could just go down the list of, of everybody who played tonight, which is, it was really only six guys basically. <laughs> um, and just talk about everything they did that, that meant so much. It's my dad's 60th birthday, or is he 60th birthday a couple of days ago, Frank? So I, I've got to finish my other work shift, and then I'm going to a 60th birthday party, and I think I'm going to enjoy a beer or two tonight. I was on the clock during this game, so I had a coffee. 
I'm going to chuck down a few beers tonight. There's no question about that. But a question I have for you, as and basically what I'm trying to say is, I could talk to you about this game for another three hours, Frank, but we're not going to do that because I feel like I'm still going to be celebrating this win for the next two nights before we move on to the Eastern Conference Final. There's no question about that. But the question I have for you is, who do you think is more upset about this result? Steve Nash, Kevin Durant, or Adam Silver? Because I'm telling you, the fix was in in this game. And it didn't matter. I mean, we spoke about this. This was the biggest fear coming in. Some of the calls that James Harden got early on in this game were ridiculous. The, the foul that actually got PJ Tucker out of the game was absolutely staggering. I, you know, I, I always do my best to, to, to look at the game objectively. I, I think I observed Twitter and the conversation that was going on on Twitter. But I, I think this was horrific. I mean, you can always point to some of the fouls that you think Kevin Durant may have got. Sure. I mean, I'm sure he's got a case on some of those. But have a look down the other end. I mean, I mean, this was... This was unbelievable. It felt like the perfect storm of the Bucks on the road going against the officials. And look, this has been a trend throughout the series. The home teams have generally fared better. The Bucks certainly fared better on their home four with the whistle than they did on the road. But in a game seven, it was feeling like the game was going to be ripped away from them. So I just wanted to shout out the officials for having an absolute stinker tonight in game seven. BetOnline.ag time, Frank, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Uh, If you want to find out what the championship odds of the Brooklyn Nets are, go up there, but you might have trouble finding them. They're home. They're on holidays. The Nets are out of here. Get them out of here. But you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action at BetOnline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. But the one guy you said you can keep going down the list, but I want to talk about Brook Lopez, Frank, because you already mentioned 46 minutes, unbelievable. I mentioned the blunder, which, by the way, Mike Budenholzer, as he typically does, says that he takes blame for that. I find it hard to believe you didn't mention that two seconds left on the shot clock, but shout out to you, bud, for taking the blame for that. But Brooke comes back with the block, the big block on Kevin Durant with 59 seconds left. It was a huge moment in the game. He came up with that play, which allowed the Bucks to, to get the ball again in, in the final minute of overtime, which they obviously desperately needed. And so it was a huge play from Brooke Lopez. And Frank, I, I'm not going to pretend that I don't remember the period of time where Bucks Twitter and and you look these people know who they are Frank they know who they are the ones that were demanding that Brooke Lopez be traded and the people that were getting very upset with me for sticking up for Brooke Lopez and saying you're going to need this guy in the postseason and he's going to come up big I haven't forgotten about that and those people know who they are but Brooke Lopez consistently has been a big time playoff performer for this team and he did it again tonight and shout out to that man defensively it's, it wasn't easy for him. It was a difficult matchup, but he continually found himself in the good spot, in the good positions. He had a six-block game earlier in the series tonight. He came up with that game-defining block in overtime, plus his timely offense. Again, timely offense. And he hit the offensive glass tonight, and this has been a big change in Game 6 and Game 7. The Bucks had 18 offensive rebounds tonight, and, I, and it does feel 
Like they fi- they figured something out in these last two games that, hang on, we need to get back to crashing the offensive glass like we were against Miami. And I think a big part of that was the fact that they knew that Brooklyn weren't going to have a transition game because they had no one that could push the ball because James Harden couldn't run. I, I thought it was, a- it was a good adjustment. I thought the Bucks went out of their way to hit the offensive glass more in game six and game seven. And I think Brook Lopez was a big part of that. Uh, he... he- Look, uh, I, I love this man. And, you know, he's been slandered a lot earlier in the season. Those people went very quiet and he's delivered again in the postseason, which he, to be fair, he's done over the last couple of years as well. Brooke Lopez has never shrunk from Absolutely like, not. the gravity of, of big games. Um, late in that Toronto series, he was not, he, he was like the one guy who seemed like was, was stepping up and, and not, you know, wilting under some of the pressure from that first run. And 100%, you know, it's ironic, right? He puts up basically a very similar stat line tonight as in game one. He had five offensive rebounds in like the first 12 minutes, it felt like, of, of game one. He has five offensive rebounds tonight, um, 19 points, eight rebounds, four blocks. And uh, yeah, I, I thought, you know, when when you looked at the way he played tonight, he was playing higher up on those KD screens. And, you know, they, they just nev- they never let it, – it's, it's kind of wild, right? Because Durant has 48 points. That's a ton of points, you know? He averaged um, 35 over the series. I mean, yeah, on 50, incredible. 40, 90. <laughs> yeah, he was incredible. Um, but it also, you know, it also felt like he never, like they never got, they never let Brooklyn make that like huge run where KD like mm-hmm. just scores like four buckets in a row. And for the most part, you know, they were pretty pretty tough shots. I mean, they, you know, he was getting to to some of his like mid-range spots, but you know, for the most part, it's not like he was just dribbling and getting the rim for layups, right? And that's obviously been something where Brooke has been very crucial in. And I thought, you know, it was an interesting adjustment tonight. Bruce Brown goes from, you know, not really playing the last, what, game or two. And so they go away from Jeff Green. He only plays 13 minutes. They were basically, you know, trying to match Giannis's court time exactly with um, Blake had a big night, you know, 17 points on 12 shots, 11 rebounds. But Blake also could not really stop Giannis. He ends up fouling out eventually with six fouls in, I think, in the overtime. And um, you know, I, I think Bruce Brown had some, you know, really vexing moments. His offensive rebounding was a pain. He scores it's important. And, you know, give Bud some credit. You know, to, he he benchbrook all of the fourth quarter last game because that was what the matchups dictated tonight. You can keep Brooke on the floor. And um Brooke was huge, and how fitting was it that Brooke ends up shooting those last two free throws, which seemed like an afterthought when it seemed like the game was over, and then they bring everybody back out to to shoot those free throws. So, um, yeah, just really happy for Brooke. He's obviously a guy that everyone on this team loves, and um, you know, I thought it was important that he didn't play late in the last game, and obviously ended up being extremely important that he played tonight. And um, just another guy that you just you just love Brooke and love what he stands for. And, kind of guy that he's been on this team and you know i mean to 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 go far to potentially have a chance at winning a championship with brooke would just be be really special he's obviously been a big part you know he he, he arrived when bud did and he's obviously been a big part of turning around this team and turning them into a year-to-year contender for a championship and maybe people have been a little quick to try to write him off i mean the, 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 anybody anybody who was clamoring for mamadi diakite minutes over brooke lopez <laughs> mid-season like you know who you are that was a fun um, two weeks but uh but uh, credit to Brooke, you know. Um, well, uh, I mean, we we always said, right, like the, you were going to need Brooke Lopez for a Philly matchup. 
And we don't know if it's going to be a Philly matchup yet, but there's a good chance, you know, it took, it took a lot of effort to get to that point, but, um, uh, it, 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 anyway, not to get too ahead of ourselves, but, um, but he's been huge and, uh, just, just really fun to see him put the nail in the coffin against, uh, against his old team. It's not looked like he, he slapped the floor of the center center court logo <laughs> as he was leaving tonight, which I think for Brooke was probably a lot more of a respectful thing than a, you know, Kyrie stomping on lucky <laughs> type thing, but Hey, it's Brooke Lopez. He can do what he wants. He's the Nets all time leading scorer. Listen, that would have angered all locals if they saw Brooke Lopez slapping that four. Uh, none more than Zach Zaba, of course, a noted local uh, of Brooklyn. He would have been uh, very offended by that. But uh, I'll let you guys know. You can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport. With the help of our local experts, follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Let's wrap it up here, Frank. Like I said, we've got a couple of days here to, to bask in the glory of this win that, again, I hope goes down from everyone, not just Bucks fans, but everyone that watched that game, everyone that experienced that game as one of the all-time great Game 7s. It was an absolute classic. I've never been more jealous yeah. of the fact that I'm here in Australia and not over in the US and either at that game or in Milwaukee tonight to experience the atmosphere, Frank. It looked absolutely electric. It looked incredibly fun. I'm happy for all the Bucks fans that they got to enjoy this. And, and as we said, uh, they got to watch an all-time performance from Giannis and one that people will not forget for a long, long time. And as we now wait, have a beer tomorrow night, have a coffee, whatever you drink, watch Sixers and Hawks and wait and see what happens. If the Hawks win this game, game one of the Eastern Conference Finals will be at Fiserv Forum on Wednesday night. If the Sixers win, Game one of the Eastern Conference Finals will be in Philadelphia. But I know for sure I'm going to have my ass on the couch watching this game, Frank. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to re-watching this Bucks game at some point over the next couple of days. Um, I, I feel like I, it was hard for me to bring a lot of like, you know, kind of X's and O's insight to, to this discussion just because everything just felt like an emotional blur at this point. But um, I imagine a lot of you were probably in a similar boat and, you know, now it's more about just appreciating what we just saw as, as, as a general thing and what it means. And, um, we can, we can talk a little bit more about, you know, kind of some of the tactics we saw, um, in general, but, um, but yeah, I mean, again, um, it's, it's days like this. Um, I'm reminded how lucky we are, Kane, that we have an audience of people that, you know, (laughs) like to listen to us talk about uh, a basketball team that hasn't always been that great. Um, and has left us disappointed a lot of times, but um, they couldn't have delivered a, a more exciting Saturday night for us. And hope everybody enjoyed it. And hope you guys, uh, hope you guys are sensing how much we enjoyed it too. And um, just uh, enjoy the rest of uh, the rest of this week. And this is gonna be a pretty pretty fun Sunday. I'm gonna really enjoy listening to all the podcasts <laughs> that I yeah. listen to, and um, you know, uh, listening to other people talk about this too. And hopefully, hopefully, the rest of the world gets to appreciate. Um, you know, these, these guys that we've been appreciating and loving and um, living and dying with here all these years. And hopefully, um, you know, the rest of the world gets to, gets to give them some credit, right? This has been a really tough series. Bucks have taken a lot of abuse, certainly some of it not unwarranted, um, even when they were winning. And um, hopefully just the, the theater we saw tonight and the way they stepped up down the stretch, hopefully that um, is something that, that all of you guys, I know you guys will appreciate, but uh uh, it'll be fun listening to hopefully the rest of uh, the rest of America also 
uh, talk a little bit about the Bucks actually being pretty good for a change. <laughs> yeah, no question. Uh, we will do a, a locker room or green room podcast tomorrow. I said 7.30 Central at the start of the episode here, but I might have to go earlier. Now thinking about this game, I'm going to be watching uh, Sixers and Hawks as well. So keep an eye on my Twitter there. If you are on Twitter, at Kane Pittman. And Frank, I'm glad you brought that up. I definitely thought about it during the fourth quarter. I was hoping this postseason run wouldn't end and we get a chance to, to continue hanging out and talking about real games that mean something. It, it's kind of weird that it almost feels like they won the title tonight. And it's like, no, you've got two more series to go <laughs> until you get to that point. But nonetheless, it's a good feeling. I always love doing these podcasts with you um, after the Bucks win a, a playoff game. And also just hearing the reaction of the listeners that, as you said, are loyal and, and they love listening to the show as well. So we definitely appreciate everyone out there. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, as I said, and then every day right through to the lead up of game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. The Bucks are back there for the second time in three seasons. Incredible. Who would have thought that as a Milwaukee Bucks fan when Giannis was drafted? It would have felt like the most impossible task for this team to do. But we'll be back tomorrow. Appreciate all you guys. I hope you have a great night and a great rest of your weekend. We'll catch you guys next time.